0: God damn it, really? Hey everybody, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay. I'm not okay, you're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells.
1: You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Welcome back to another riveting episode of I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. You know how I know it's riveting? Because I have a fucking time machine. I went into the future. I saved some lives. I did some shit. I fucked things up. But I also heard this episode and it's good. Wow.
0: Dude, that's cool. Can you tell me what the winning lottery numbers are? Because I need some
1: money. I can. I can tell you that. You ready? Yeah. Zero, three, one, three, four, one, three, four, seven, six, five, seven, nine. Dude,
0: you can't have the same number more than once, dude. Uh,
1: I've never, I'm, I'm not a gambler. I've got a close friend of mine who, I won't say his name so I can save this next part. He's a degenerate gambler. Is his name Kenny Rogers? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, like if we, back before the world was closed down, if we would be hanging out at a bar having a beer, mm-hmm. you know, like a sports bar has like seven different sports games on, you know? Oh, yeah. he would have He would have bets on every screen. he's just sitting there fucking shitting his pants right and i guess the thing is which we have a we uh, we have we won't say any names. we just not say any names um let's say names let's not because some of these people are going to say i think listen to the show but um dude kenny
0: rogers is a degenerate gambler
1: but but i guess that
0: he's he's still he's dead and he's still gambling
1: but i guess the problem he's just rolling dice with christ up in heaven i guess the problem is he's
0: got some outstanding bets that are still coming in
1: the problem i guess is that the the risk is high, but I guess that high when you're winning has got to be fucking nuts.
0: Well, you know that, that um, Phil Ivey, who's one of the most famous poker players of all time, he says that the thrill of losing like a million dollars in one hand of poker is the greatest thrill in the world. He says it's, it's not the winning. It's the crazy feeling you get when you put it all on the line
1: and you fucking come up
0: short.
1: Yeah, but that's got to be said by a guy who can pay the bill. Like, that's not, that can't be the feeling if you can't pay the tap. Well, what's crazy about gamblers until just recently, and maybe it's over
0: now, I don't know. This was a few years ago. Until recently, all gamblers died broke. Cause at a certain point, you're going to come up short yeah. and you're going to keep coming up short until you got no money left. Nowadays, you can get people to sponsor you to, to, you know they'll like here's a million dollars and i'll take 50 percent of your winnings or whatever so they'll you can become a famous gambler and you can get money that way so you don't ever have to go broke but up until recently they all died
1: broke well everyone dies broke anyway can't take it with you and all as that's they say. true
0: dude you got dude you got fucking deep bro <laughs> you just you know what you did you took us down to the bottom of the ocean dude You got fucking deep, man. Are we talking bioluminescent fish here? Dude, there's no light. Where you just took us, there are fish, but you can't see them because you got deep, dude. (laughs) You got real deep. Dude, I can't even feel my skin. You know why? Because the ocean is pressing so hard against my skin that I can't even feel it because I'm dead. Dude, I died a long time ago. I died right after you said what you said. You know why? Why, I was too d- dude? You got deep. And human beings, are, we can't survive at a certain point. We just get crushed like cans. So I got crushed like I can, dude. <laughs> dude, <I'm> t- <laughs> you got deep, man. That's what
1: we do here, bro. All right. So what are you saying? Um, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I will say we got some emails oh, and we got a new you patient. Can't t- you can't take it with you when you go. Oh, yeah. That's what Ow. I said. Oh. Uh, let's, let's dip in here to the email bag. Uh oh, Bob and Clint nice. at gmail.com. You can write in. And if we like what you said, and again, I, I, I have to put this caveat on it now. If right. we like it, we read it. Yeah, we're not going to just... If you write in like, oh, I saw a cat poop on a mouse.
0: Read that. I would read Boy, that. I read like, like, like that. Well, you might, but I'm not gonna read that story because <laughs> we've read emails like that, and and we don't like it. So we're not gonna read every email. Just know that. And especially, especially if they're like too critical, like if if the email's like, mm, "Damn, I like that dick you guys got. It's plump, and it's hot, and it's meaty." Then we'll be like, "We got an email. We want to read you guys." I mean. Might be a little risque for some, but we're gonna read it.
1: I don't mind criticism, but here is the deal: we're not a fucking corporation. We don't work for anybody, so oh, we're not. <laughs> yeah, this just in: we're just two guys who are who are making a podcast. Um, but uh, dude, you but, know what just but, happened though? What we got incorporated? You got deep, dude. <sighs> but um, there, if a patron has something to say, if someone who supports the show who puts them who, who who puts up. Some fundage for the show puts the poo poo in the pan, as they say. You can always tell when it's out of love too, and that makes a big difference to me. So speaking of that, when they pass the pan around and somebody puts the poo poo in the pan, you
0: know that you know we're probably going to read that person's email. Did they put the poo poo in the pan? Oh, they did. Okay, we're going to read your
1: email. What do you call that pan that people poop and pee in it's in it's the called hospital? Poop, poop pan. <laughs> it's called something. I can't think of it's
0: it. Called, it's called the. They call PP for short, but
1: poop pan. Jelia keenly writes in, who's a patron by the way, says, "Hey guys, really appreciate your podcast." uh it says frankly i'm still trying to keep the memory of an intimate embrace holding out for the localized experience meanwhile thank you i enjoyed listening to you guys uh while getting ready and returning from work which i think is very sweet uh she says peace love and respect to you and yours i do appreciate that we did get a new patron by the way jordan lockett hey has has decided to support the show which means a lot to us we really appreciate that jordan
0: i like the fact that he's got that biblical name jordan I guess Michael Jordan, right? He's in the Bible.
1: Keith Trimmel writes in and says, "Hey guys, as always, love the podcast. You two make me laugh out loud on my morning runs." He says there are two. This goes back. We were having a convo about where Ramshead is. He said there are two Ramsheads in in uh, Maryland: the on stage in Annapolis, which is where we play a lot, the one in Annapolis. Yes, and then the one in Baltimore, which is the one I was mentioning, which I've played a few times with some other people. He says I've seen Bob and perhaps you, Clint, in Annapolis several times on your recommendation. I've bought five accent scrubbers. Sadly, with it on the podcast, loses a little something. He right? Keith. He right. Uh, his he right. Sissy. So there's that. We got one more email that we'll read before we, we uh, jump into the abyss, which we usually do here on the podcast. Joanna Taylor says, hey, boys, as in, you got the moose, boy. Says, like, Clint, I'm not that into true crime shit, but I would be if Bob was doing the reporting. The tale as old as time was the most compelling crime drama I've ever heard. Okay, that's all. Keep up the moves, boys. Joanna. This is when you were talking about that, like, Austin murder mystery.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. If we did murder mysteries, we would be the number one podcast in the world.
1: I feel like a lot of people doing them are getting away, literally, no pun intended, getting away with fucking murder. Dude, you know what happened? You just got deep, dude. You know what I do? Well, I mean, I know what you just did. I'll tell you what I don't do. I don't what? not go deep. Oh, you don't not go deep? Right. I like to describe myself in things that I don't do. Like what? I don't not go deep. Dude, you know why?
0: Dude, you go deep, dude.
1: Ow, I just got crushed like a can. <laughs> I don't like
0: it. Dude, hey, don't go that,
1: don't go that deep, dude. You said something in the first podcast that we did today. That I thought was interesting. You said that uh, some guy, you were talking about some guy who gives a shit, makes you want to be a better writer. Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn, right. And that made me think, like that's the thing we always say, right? And it, I think it's kind of true. It's like, we're always trying to get better, always. You're never not trying to get better. Who wants to be a jerk that says he's not trying to get better?
0: But I don't want to be, be-, be better. I just want to be number one. That's all. <laughs> so if I'm number one, I don't need to be better. But if somebody else presents themselves as number one, like Theo Vaughn presents himself as number one, I'm like, oh shit, I better get better if I want to be number one. Otherwise,
1: I'm out of the gene pool. Right, you, you're tying it into sex again, which, which no, you're I'm not tying
0: wrong. it into survival of the
1: species, which which is sex. That's all. Which sex. is
0: Bob Schneider propagating?
1: Yeah, sex. It's math. It's simple math. It's sex math. <laughs> it's not it's dark continent. We are sex math.
0: No, it's it's the way our brains. Work. The reason that you masturbate is because your brain's saying procreate, survive. It's it's not you're not masturbating because you just love masturbating. It's because your brain's trying to trick you into uh, procreating.
1: You're definitely masturbating because you enjoy it. You're not. You, your your it, brain. Your brain's not that stupid. Your brain doesn't think you're actually having sex. You're simulating sex with yourself. You're not actually propagating your genetics.
0: At no point while you're masturbating are you thinking of you. Holding your dick and massaging your dick—you're never thinking about that. You're thinking of
1: having sex, yeah, yeah.
0: Unless you're into, unless you're into that. But even if you're into holding a dick and playing with it, you're thinking about holding and playing somebody else's dick, not your own.
1: Ever. Yeah, you want to be doing the thing you're fantasizing about, but you don't think you are doing it. I don't think we're that dumb. We're not that biologically driven in terms of we. It's it's like wearing a condom. It's like wearing glasses. We've figured out this nice little loophole in the sex urge. You don't have to actually go put your dick in a real vagina or a butthole, whatever you're into. You can just use your own hand or you could just use other things. It's a nice little... It's like one of the greatest discoveries of mankind, right behind the, the fucking wheel and, and fire and the printing press, I believe.
0: Right, but you're not... But the reason that you're masturbating is because there's this part of your brain that wants to procreate and survive as a species.
1: I think we're saying the same thing, right? So you're, because your brain wants to do that, you, it create it associated a lot of pleasure with the act yes. of sex. So then right. you are in a sense doing it because you're, you're still just acting from that base impulse of procreating. So we're saying the same thing, I think. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But here's the thing I was thinking to get us back is I think at a certain <laughs> point, I think at a certain point, you're not going to be a much different writer than what you are. I was thinking about this this week when I was writing my song. I had a really hard time writing my song. and Dude, this week's word was so hard. What was the phrase? Windowless? Windowless. Dude, that was the worst. I actually didn't have a hard time with that part, but here's what happened to me, and I'm curious if this happens to you, is the song in my head came out. like What I could see, it's like the guy who chisels the fucking goose out of ice. I could see it. Um, and I had a working chainsaw and the conditions, I had plenty of time, all that stuff. Were you wearing,
0: st- were you wearing a leather apron?
1: I was wearing the leather apron from, uh, the Texas chainsaw massacre. Stop. Exactly.
0: Okay. Were you wearing Timbaland boots?
1: <laughs> I was wearing Timbaland boots Damn, with some bright orange dude, laces. With the
0: steel, with the steel toe in case like you slipped on the ice and you chainsaw it into your boot and then you'd be like, ha ha, I got that steel tip toe bitch
1: here's what i couldn't do i couldn't make the song work i couldn't figure it out i couldn't crack the code we talked about that on a previous episode right and i was thinking to myself about it because you okay so if you have a turd song right you can produce it you can do what we call polishing the turd you can produce it in a way that's cool right and you can make a shitty song sound interesting at least i couldn't even do that Mm. so i was at the definitely at the point where i was like well if this was not me and i was talking to somebody i would be telling them the song sucks but I wasn't ready to admit that because I had just written it. It was fresh. And I was thinking about, man, why can't I, why doesn't, I was basically, I was basically thinking, why can't I be someone else is what I was essentially thinking. And it's like, well, I can't be anybody. I can only be the guy that I am. And I can really only write the things that I write. And I want to be better. I want to, I could study Julia Michaels and get better at maybe approximating the songs she writes, but at the end of the day, I wonder if all the tools for what I'm going to write, like in general, are I have those tools. I don't know. Like, I are there any know. more chords for you to learn that you don't know? Are there Any more uh, f- scales for you to learn? Are any, any new techniques, or do at some point you have to take your tool belt and go to work?
0: I think if you're approaching, if you're approaching writing a song the same way, eventually that's going to seem like there's no there's no more roads to take but in that and when, when that happens you just you just have to do something different you have to pick up a different instrument and you have to start in a different place like what i've been doing so i've i've written some good songs over the last three or four weeks like i've i've written some songs that i like now the problem that i have is when i write good when i songs that i like i'm not saying they're good songs i'm just saying they're songs that i like what ends up happening the next week when I have to write a song is I don't, oh, don't want to write a bad song. So I, I, all of a sudden, it just becomes important to write a good song. And when it's important to write a good song, all the joy leaves the songwriting process. It's, it's probably why in Nashville, when everybody's trying to write a hit, there's no joy there. That's a lot of work going on. It's a lot of people trying to like, oh, how can I write the song that fucking George Strait's going to produce so I can fucking pay my for my mortgage? There's no joy there. You're not having fun. Uh, I mean, you might have fun hanging out with somebody or whatever, joking around. But the songwriting part is, is eventually that's just going to be a work. And really, you have to get to a point where it's just fun. So what I've been doing lately is when, I, when I'm with my daughter in the mornings, when she wakes up, I'll go, hey, i got to write a song. What should I write a song about? And she'll be like, Unicorn, uh, there's a princess who eats a cupcake, or some other bullshit that some five-year-old girl is coming up with. And I'm like, Yeah, that's the song I'm gonna write. So I start the song writing about a princess eating a cupcake. That gets me completely out of trying to write a good song. And now I'm just trying to write this song about this princess eating a fucking goddamn cupcake while a unicorn skeleton is fucking a goddamn mermaid's corpse. And now I'm writing a song and I'm having fun. I'm not thinking about writing a good song at that point. Now I'm just having fun. I'm just being creative.
1: So is is having fun kind of your primary, is that what you're shooting for? For you to be having fun, because if it, because I'm if I have your philosophy right, if you start there, you're going to you might get something good, and it needs to really start from having fun anyway.
0: Songwriting should be a naked
1: go on,
0: forget naked. Should be because <laughs> I was going to say a, a child done. So, it should be you as a child running and skipping through a meadow of flowers. That's what you should be doing. That's the part, the creative part in you that's always there, that's never not there. Just wants to play and jump around. And and like, you know, when you take your kid or when you used to take your kid to like a play area where they're like, the, do you ever go to the, where they have the, the balls that you jump into or the...
1: Oh, yeah, the jumpy, we, we call it, well, we used to call it the jumpy place. Yeah, yeah
0: jumpy castle place or whatever. That should be you and your songwriting. You should just be like, whatever you, whatever comes into your mind, whatever craziness comes in your mind, you just write that down, and just have fun. That was the email I sent today. It was like, just have fun. Don't try to change the world. Don't try to fix the world's problems with your songwriting. Just have fun.
1: Well, I, I it's true. I mean, like, I've never, well, not never, but I I was really happy when I was writing Pig Fuck, which is a song I wrote yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Right. Um, it came really fast. There was no one there to tell me I couldn't say what I was saying. It's a very graphic metal song. But that is, if I could think, if I could think about what it felt like to write that, it would feel like being a kid playing on a, like a jungle gym or something.
0: And that's what people, dude, that's what people want.
1: That's what people, people respond people, to.
0: People don't want some serious song. That's why, that's why that old town road song became like the number one song of all time because it was just a silly song about riding a horse through the fucking going to the old town in a horse over a silly beat, and that's why aching break Your heart was such a big song it, because <laughs> before that because that was just Billy a Race, silly song.
1: You named two Billy Ray Cyrus songs. I will say, dude. I will say. Well, how, how sure about you, him? I'm, how
0: about how about him being on two of the biggest songs of all time?
1: I know. I, well, I know. Oh, my God. I have a horror story about my publisher, but maybe I won't tell that story, though. It involves Old Town Road. but
0: uh, Dude, I, that, I really want to hear that story. Should we save it for The Secret Weekly?
1: We'll save that for The Secret Weekly because it's it's oh, pretty I gnarly.
0: I can't wait to hear it.
1: It's pretty gnarly. I hope no one from my publishing company listens to this.
0: Should we tell people how to get in on The Secret Weekly?
1: Yeah, here's the deal. You can support the show on Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash I-O-K. I'm sure you've heard of Patreon. Here's what Patreon does. It's for content creators like Bob and I. Because although, listen, although it sounds like we're just talking, which we are just talking, a lot goes into this. We record it. We have to preserve our audio. We have to edit all these episodes. You have to, to edit all the me social out a media. I have, the I, say. I have to edit out a lot of Bob's Australian accents. Every time
0: I say beep or beep
1: or beep
0: or, beep or zip or beep.
1: and we have hosting fees, and it's just a lot. A lot of TLC really does go into making it the show that you like. So, Patreon's just an opportunity. Look, this show is ad free, it will always be ad free,
0: unless we get somebody that wants to sponsor us. That is.
1: And so, you know, we we're able to say whatever the fuck we want, and we're going to put it out for you no matter what. But well, we can do, say
0: anything we want to say except for beep or beep or beep or, beep. or zip.
1: But if you do think the show has value, and you're able and willing, you can support us on Patreon. That's what that is. And then there's a thing called the Secret Weekly, which is there's over, I mean, there's hours and hours of it now. Bonus. Well, here's bonus here's the deal: Are there. you
0: living in a house right now? Are you living in, are, are, on the street? Now, if you're on the street just enjoy the show for free. If you're on the street, enjoy the show. But if you're living indoors, patreon.com backslash IOK. Do the right thing.
1: Okay. Um, All right. So what I was going to say was, uh, I I think you, you have this big pool with you. That's like, look, people don't want to hear your serious bullshit. No one cares. Make it interesting. Make it funny. And that's what we're talking about, right? No,
0: Which- I, dude, I love the serious songs, but if I sit down to write a serious song, it's going to suck, dude. If I'm playing in the field of joy and having fun and write that serious song in that place, that's going to be a great song. Well, right,
1: right, right. What I was going to say was I was in the post office today, and that, that it's cliche sounding, but that Adele song, Never mind, I'll find someone like you, came on. You know that song? It's the last track on that big album. Here's what I've never listened to—an Adele album. Well, the, well, this is one of those songs that you could not escape from. This—it won like a—it was a huge, huge song that you've heard the song.
0: Okay, let's just say I've heard it. I like that,
1: dude. I like that song. Okay, go on with that story now, cause I like that song. It's extremely sincere. It's mm. a song that that might totally make. Zip. Okay, go on. Oh, Jesus. All right. We'll just
0: move on. Is there a worse place in the world than the post office? Is there a door? Maybe the inside of a grave is worse than a post office, but I can't think of any place worse than the inside of a post office. Maybe, maybe being in school, maybe being back in high school. That's maybe the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. So you're in this post office. It's horrible. So the Adele song comes on. It's the song that I know that I've heard a bunch that I can't escape because I'm not that dude. And the song is... I'm <speaking in> Adele. <Spanish> <speaking in Spanish> I'm 27. La de do de do do. I just had a baby. Do de do de do. Other people write these songs for me. I just sing them. La de do And every time I do a live show, I'm always a little pitchy. La de do de do. And I always say it's cause I, the monitors were bad. La de do. But it makes me believe that maybe I was auto-tuned in the studio de do do That song's playing, and so I hear that, and I'm liking it, and all of a sudden, a little pee's coming out of my pee-pee because that song is relaxing me, making me feel real good. So now I'm feeling good. The pee-pee's coming out, and all of a sudden, oh, my package is getting wet. And then the person at the post office says, hey, man, and you're like, whoa, who are you? I'm the ghost of your poop. What? The ghost of my poop? Where'd you come from? I came from. The other world. What What other world? The other world where the poop is.
1: Oh, shit. The end. Was that how your story went? That was pretty much it. I'm surprised you weren't there with me when it happened.
0: <laughs> I was there, dude. I was there. You didn't see me? I was right behind you. I had a package to mail. I didn't want to bother you in the post office.
1: I saw the P. I've had to go to the post office a lot this week because we've been selling these new Metal Up Your Podcast shirts. and Are people buying those? Yeah, we're sold out. Damn, son. I have seen a couple of people kind of make scenes in the post office, and that's pretty rough. Like Pretty rough. I mean, the details are boring, but they're mad because their life is probably shitty. The person behind the counter is mad because their job sucks and their life is shitty, and there's some problem. Today, one of the problems was the guy needed a P.O. box, but you have to live in the zip code of the post office you're at to get a P.O. box. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, it took a long time for him to understand that. And then once he understood it, he was very upset about it. And then there was a big a whole display. Just people—people people are on edge, man. People are tense right now. People are so, wound up, dude. So any any small any small discomfort—I mean, maybe they need to be taking some cold showers. But any any small road bump, it feels uh, there's a unique feeling in the air. And I don't go out in public that much anymore. But so I'm all masked up. I'm all like you know, bundled up in this corner trying to send off these shirts to, to our people. And I've got earbuds in, but I'm still listening. And it's it's dicey. It's dicey out there. Dude,
0: I was talking to this lady. She owns this business that's doing real well because she's selling plastic frames. And uh, business is great. She's got two kids. She's got a 18-year-old kid, senior in high school. She's got another kid who's like maybe... Eighth grade or ninth grade. Business is good, kids are healthy, she's doing good, everything's good. This chick was so like full of anxiety. And I was like, hey lady, look at your life. Your business, you have your own business. It's doing great. You have two kids who are healthy. All you're doing is looking at all of the shit that people are telling you that you should be worried and freaked out about. Look at your life. It's so good. And she was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm like, turn off your fucking phone and look at your life and be grateful for what you have. People are freaked out because they're being told to be freaked out, dude, period, Now, granted, not everybody's having, some people are having a rough time, but just because you're having a rough time in your life doesn't mean it's as horrible as you think it is. It's probably a lot better than you think. Again, if you're living on the street, my apologies to you, but if you're making it work somehow and you're living indoors and you're feeding yourself, your life is good. You're not a fucking gladiator. Where you gotta go out and fight a fucking lion tomorrow. Life is good. You gotta look at the positive things. You really do. I mean, you don't have to. You can be wound up about all the shit people are telling you to be wound up about if you want to be. But why? Why do it? First of all, go <laughs> first of all, go to stamps.com. And get some stamps in the scale, a scale. Good to see number match. Use the promo code IOK to save 5% on your first stamps.com purchase. By the way, we finally got a sponsor, stamps.com, and avoid the post office forever. By the way, we're not sponsored by stamps.com.
1: Boom, 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 boom. I feel like you could ease a lot of tension in a post office or a bank. I think this every time I'm in one of these thing, places. By farting. No, that's going to make. Uh. Unsurprisingly, Bob, that's going to make it worse. But, but
0: loudly fart, dude. People will laugh. <laughs> I don't know. If you fart loud in a post office, people are going to laugh,
1: dude. I was in a sit today where I, there was so much tension in there, and I was feeling tense too. If someone had farted, I, I just don't. I don't think. I, I honestly don't think I would have laughed at it. And you know me, I like to laugh at things. Uh, here, here. But I'm telling you, without without flatulence, here's a way that you could really. I don't take fifty to eighty percent of the tension out of a post office. All right. and I don't know why they don't do it. Okay put a fucking TV in there and don't have it on a news station. Have it on like lifetime channel because what about a porn stand? No, station? porn would make it worse because okay. it's going to offend someone. It's just going to, you just want something okay, that you could, because all people want to do in a post office is just not have to deal with themselves or deal with anything. So should they just want to look at,
0: what about, should it be on Teletubbies?
1: Yeah, Sure from the 90s like what's the most inoffensive channel like what's the most inoffensive channel you could have on in a public place it's not going to offend conservative types liberal types it's gonna be okay for kids but it's not just kid crap just sports Center like ESPN yeah
0: ESPN sports Center but that's, then, not gonna, and, that's not gonna offend anybody
1: but then you got your but then you got to worry well is that gonna appeal to uh, let's just say don't cancel me but let's say women are less interested in the football score which I know many many women love sports blah 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 but you want to appeal to men, women, children, unoffensive. What's the channel? Golf? Hunting, hunting channel. Hunting. <laughs> Wild. Where they're
0: just killing stuff
1: left and yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't, dude, I don't give, dude, if you're going <laughs> to be upset because there's a goddamn something on TV, come on. I don't know. T. I don't think TV's the answer. I don't think TV's the
1: answer, or like a radio. This is because the, the thing is, when you're in these places, it's just sterile and quiet. Oh, it's horrible. And there's nothing for people to. There's right. nowhere for people to put that energy. I think if there was just a TV of like fucking who's that Australian uh, animal guy that got killed by a stingray?
0: All right, here here's what they here's what they need to do at the post office. But who's this, that guy? Something with animals. This is no. This is the easy fix at the post office. First of all, set it up like it's a Starbucks. So go into a Starbucks, take some pictures. Change the decor of the post office so it looks like Starbucks. Starbucks takes all this time and energy into figuring out what's the most perfect environment for people to hang out in and feel good. So they have all the right colors. They have all the design. Everything's made so that people, when they walk into a Starbucks, they feel at home and comfortable. So change the post offices to look like Starbucks. Then serve some coffee. Like, give it away even. Coffee's cheap, just make make some coffee for some people. So now you're serving up some coffee. Oh, you got a package too. Here, let me take your package. Here's a cup of coffee. Enjoy yourself. Oh, we've got some snacks, dude. Post office all of a all of a sudden becomes a wonderful place. People want to go to the post office. The way it is now, though, it's like going to school. School yeah. post like office going to the all sucks.
1: But it's a government. But that's that's you just nailed it though. I mean, it's a it's a government run. Well, the
0: government needs an art director, dude.
1: Yeah, that's, well, that's your job. That's your new job. Dude! You design post offices now. Dude. Bob Schneider today was nominated
0: to be the art director of the United States government. Oh, dude, shit. first thing I'm doing. Oh, dude, I'm doing so much shit.
1: What's the first thing? What's the first day of uh, work look like for you? Well, uh, I don't want <laughs> to Mas- say. Masturbating in your corner office <laughs> then?
0: No. Dude, I, you can't masturbate in the in the in a government building. Dude, everything's yeah, cameras. Can. Nah. Dude, you're just going to be masturbating on camera.
1: Everyone no, masturbates on camera. I don't. <laughs> dude, I go into dude, a dude. dark cave.
0: There's a foxhole <laughs> that I've dug out. A foxhole? I get under the ground next to a fox. Right. And then I'm just like furiously trying to fucking eat, uh, get that semen out of me before that fox eats my ear off right because that's the way i do dude
1: <sighs> well we're gonna have to save your uh first day of work for the art direction of the united states for later because we have to wrap this fucking episode dude, is up. it over i'm it's so
0: over. bummed out i know i was having such a good time talking to you today
1: i know well all good things you know you know the saying i think i just got deep again dude i think you just got did you
0: just say all good things dude Look at my arms. Guess what they are? Crushed. Dude, they're like gummies. All the the bones got vaporized, crushed.
1: They're like gummies?
0: Dude, you just got deep, dude. Like real deep. Like you went to the Mariana Trench and then you started digging at the bottom. You were like, this is as deep as the earth gets. And then I'm going to dig down even further. With my goomy arms. Dude, <laughs> goomy. you got fucking deep, dude. Did you just say all things? God damn it, dude. Can you say it again? Hold up. Sit up. Go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Sit up. Go ahead. Damn, dude, you got deep! <laughs>